Positive Aging with Patricia Raskin is the podcast that provides empowerment, inspiration, and education for older adults to thrive in their golden years. It's produced by Rhode Island PBS and made possible through the generous support from South Coast Health, Cochlear, Greenwood Credit Union, Bama Companies, and Balancing Life's Issues. Hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome to Positive Aging. Today, we're talking about a program for relieving back pain and also for the latest innovations in treating pain and maintaining mobility as we get older. My guest is Dr. Vijay Vaad, MD, co-author of the updated and revised book, Back Rx, a proven integrative program for staying pain-free. Dr. Vaad is a sports medicine physician at the prestigious Hospital for Special Surgery and is on the faculty of Weill Cornell Medical College. He is the former physician for the Professional Men's Tennis Tour and the Westchester Classic of the PGA Tour. He is also the host of two PBS television specials, Stop Back Pain and Active with Arthritis. Welcome, Dr. Vaad. It's a pleasure to interview you. Thank you, Patricia. It's nice to be here. So first thing, what do people in their older years need to be aware of when thinking about back health? So, you know, as we age, let's say age 50, 60 onwards, you know, our disc, that's the cushion between the two bones, they start losing water content. And it's not like you could drink a lot of water to restore it. So that's just the aging process. And so as those discs start losing water content, the joints come close together and start getting arthritic and the canal that the nerves come out of get narrower, you know, term called spinal stenosis. But there are ways to minimize that from taking place, such as keeping your weight down. And I'm a big fan personally of vitamin D. I know it's controversial, but vitamin D levels that are at least 50 plus, not, not even 30, and doing proper exercises and proper diet is very important to minimizing that dehydration of the disc and the aging process of the spine. So the common problems that people face as they get older, is it arthritis? Is it osteoporosis? Is it spinal tenosis? Is it all of that? Well, it's all of that. I mean, osteoporosis is a different animal altogether. It doesn't truly cause back pain except for like extreme circumstances where like, let's say a 75-year-old woman, I call it the spring cleaning compression fracture. They try to open the window that's stuck and the ground reaction forces come together. And usually it's mid-back pain, it's not low back pain. And that's when they get this excruciating pain where the material body fractures. But other than that, osteoporosis per se doesn't ca- itself cause back pain. But the other stuff you're describing, arthritis, spinal stenosis, it's, it's all sort of the same umbrella of wear and tear that starts with dehydration of the disc. Now, you wrote a book, this book back, Rx, you wrote 15 years ago, and now you have the brand new revised vision, you know, revised vision, which is wonderful. And it, it differs from the first book. How is it different? You know, I would say minus the exercise regimen, which is clinically proven. I mean, we can't really change something that we studied in two clinical trials shown to be effective. The exercise regimen is identical. Minus that, there's not one word in that book that's the same as the old book. It's completely redone. 
revamp. Because of all the changes that we've had in medicine and in pain research? Yeah. So first of all, 15 years of my, 15 extra years of my clinical experience. So when I wrote it first, I was just starting out three, four, five years of clinical experience. And you're adding another 15 years of clinical experience, new technology. So we felt like we wanted to have a fresh start and start all over. So although it's a revised book with the same exercise, it's almost like a brand new book. Now let's talk about the exercises because that's standard has been in your book from the beginning. You talk about yoga and Pilates. You talk about how 15 minutes a day of, of these types of exercise will really help back pain. Explain that. So, so it's really, it's medical yoga and Pilates. We've taken out all the poses that can potentially cause more harm to your back than good and kept those poses that are sort of in the middle zone that really have a big impact on spine health. And I mean, we've done two clinical trials now, spectacular results in reducing low back pain, recurrence of back pain, dependence on opiates. Um, and now we're about to come out with an app version of that, that in the initial, in the beta app trial, the second trial showed markedly enhanced compliance because compliance is a big issue, especially in the older years, you know, I mean, even just simple taking one pill a day, you have like 50% compliance at most. And exercise, the compliance goes down even more. So we're inventing ways to enhance compliance. So what you're saying is when you have the app, people will be more apt to, <laughs> no pun intended, but be more apt to use it because it's right on their phone and it's easy. That's going to help you with people sticking with it. Well, it's right on your phone. It's easy. It gives you reminders and messages. Hey, Patricia, you've forgotten to do your back RX exercise today. I mean, not to the point of being annoying, but it's like one or two messages. There's a virtual coach that we developed, which I can't believe a virtual coach first time I heard of that concept. Welcome to the modern world. But people really respond to a virtual coach and their compliance goes way up when the coach says, you're doing great, Patricia. Keep up the good work. You know, your pain levels are down. It's, it's this you know, messages by machines that human beings respond to. To me, that was the most fascinating part of that trial. So it we're talking about technology here. I mean, a lot of what you're talking about is medicine, but it's how important bringing the technology in now in this day and age is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, especially in this type of exercise regimen that you're supposed to do, you know, we're A, we're bringing it into your house. B, putting it on a simple iPad or iPhone or you know or Samsung Android or what have you and and then see it's really built in that in component for you to see how you are doing personally like Patricia what how have you done in the last six months since doing the back RX regimen how has your pain level been how's your activity level been and then the virtual coach. So it's really marrying modern technology to sort of ancient wisdom of doing these 15 simple stretches, three, minimum three times a week. This podcast is made possible in part by South Coast Health, a not-for-profit community-based health system that provides a clinical and caring experience to every life we touch in Southeastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island. To learn more, visit southcoast.org.
Are there certain activities, Dr. Vaad, that we should refrain from as we get older, like bending down in certain ways or twisting in certain ways? Well, I mean, I think the spine gets fragile more as we age, you know, because of the dehydration of the disc, the arthritis, a lot of times osteoporosis. So, I mean, I think the things to avoid are excessively heavy vertical squats with weights up here, you know, like twice your body weight or something crazy like that. Burpees, those can cause harm at a certain age. And excessive twisting and, and backward bending can also cause problems at that age. Uh, you know, having said that, I have golfers in their 80s and 90s, and we keep them going with minimally invasive interventions because golf, by definition, involves a lot of rotation and stress on the joints. Mm -hmm. What about running as you get older? What do you think about that? You know, I'm a big fan of running as you get older um, because it has multiple positive benefits. And if you really are not able to run, then fast walking. I mean, if, if somebody told me you only have one medication and that's it, you'd either be ideally running, if not fast walking. And you could, as, you could run as little as one mile two to three times a week. But there's something about running going on in all cylinders that restores the balance. It's been shown to preserve the brain. I mean, the, the positive impacts of run, running are multiple fold. However, if you don't think you can run, then the best medication is fast walking. You know, I mean, I say my stop back being special, walking 30 minutes a day keeps the doctor away. The only thing I can modify it to that is you got to do a little bit of fast walking in that 30 minutes. Maybe maybe end the last minute or two, really do the fast-paced walk. I was going to ask you that. You know, can it be just a regular walk? Or you said, as long as part of it is fast-paced. Yeah, I would say burn out. Last minute or two, go really fast. As okay. fast walk, at least the last minute. Okay. Otherwise, almost pace for the first 29 minutes. Okay. So does that speak to sort of the body-mind connection and helping back pain? When you talk about that kind of runner's high that you get or walker's high, is that is that part of it, that body-mind connection that kicks in during that time? Yeah, so you know, exercise is the ultimate laboratory. If back pain is the ultimate laboratory for mind-body connection issues, simply walking is the ultimate remedy for the for the mind and the body. I mean, the impact of walking on the mind to prevent things like depression and depression and back pain are intricately linked. As a matter of fact, they share the same common pathway in the brain. So if you want to kill two birds with one stone, quote unquote, you know, walking and a little bit of fast walking at the end is the ultimate remedy. Um, you know, also like back pain is the laboratory of mind body because if you're Stress out at work, job change, even getting married, moving, all those life stresses can really trigger onset of back pain. What about relaxation? How does relaxation fit into this in terms of helping back pain? I mean, I and, and that's part of the beauty of the back rx exercise program it's, it's married to deep breath which is which is linked to relaxation and that plays a big role in sort of reducing your overall pain and reducing the recurrence of your pain issues so you know i mean i think meditation if you can do it five minutes even once a week can play a big role 
What about nutrition? Is there a special diet that we should follow, particularly as we get older? You know, sometimes our digestion isn't as strong as we get older. Speak to nutrition in terms of back pain and back health. So, you know, let's say you have the average, let's just say 65-year-old woman with arthritis in her spine, right? Maybe she's 10 pounds overweight. Do your best to try to keep that weight down as much as possible. And diet plays a role into that. Keep the vitamin D levels up. And then really follow an anti-inflammatory diet. So, you know, instead of corn oil, switch to olive oil. You know, simple changes like that can have a drastic impact. And, you know, start your day out eating a lot of berries because berries have a tremendous influence on what I call reducing insulin resistance because end of the day, Reducing inflammation and re insulin resistance is what it's all about. Mm. And the book has a big section on intermittent fasting, which has a huge impact on reducing insulin resistance and keeping your weight down. When you talk about anti-inflammatory foods, what is it that the food does that inflames the joints and muscles? What happens with that food, like something that's high in fat, for example? Yeah, so high in fat, high sugar, these all have um, an influence on what are called cytokines, which are proteins in our body. And, you know, if you don't have the right cytokine balance, it can lead to significant inflammation, not just in the joints, but in your heart vessels, in your brain. And this can have negative consequences on overall health. Mm. Uh, and by the way, you know, obesity is one of the biggest causes of inflammation and have a negative impact, not just on your back and your joints, but your brain, your heart, you know, all your organs. This podcast is made possible in part by Cochlear, the global leader in implantable hearing solutions, helping people of all ages to hear and connect with life's opportunities. To learn more, visit www.cochlear.us slash aging. Dr. Vod, how does sleep support back health? And do you have a lot of patients that talk about sleep and how they're affected with sleep? And what would you suggest there? Yeah, I mean, that's where the five minutes of meditation at night is, is I call it one of the best natural medications because the REM, the REM sleep is so crucial in sort of body restoration while you're in that REM sleep. Your brain is getting restored, your musculoskeletal system is getting restored and you tend to lose sleep in general but especially REM sleep as you get older and it's really important to try to sort of dwindle down at the end of the day and do things like med meditation or relaxation to try to increase the REM sleep by the way doing a lot of aerobic exercise daily has a profound impact on increasing REM sleep and that okay. sleep is important in keeping the pain sensation down, reducing uh, sort of the inflammatory process and increasing the repair process. What about ergonomics? I mean, speaking of sleeping, some people have the beds that, you know, lift up. What about other ergonomic solutions um, to help back pain, particularly as we get older? Special chairs, special beds? You know, medium form is, is my, always my favorite. I mean, I think buying medium form mattress, exchanging it every five years, because they do break down every four or five years. Or, you know, a, 
investment in a good ergonomic chair where your spine is aligned in a proper position because you're going to be you probably use that chair a lot and you spend a lot of time sitting in that chair it's crucial to have a good working ergonomic chair. I and mean, one of the reasons I've seen a spike in back pain in the pandemic is I call it the kitchen table working syndrome. You know, people are doing their work from a kitchen table with bad ergonomics that has really caused increased back pain. But I think in the older population, um, more than ergonomics, I think maintaining your balance is so crucial, especially with having a little bit of back pain. You use that proprioception, that balance sense. And I think restoring that balance is crucial because it's the fourth, falls are the fourth most expensive uh, item in healthcare. And we've got to find a way as society to reduce these falls because they're very, very expensive. Why do we lose our balance as we get older? Why is it not as stable? Well, first of all, you lose a little bit of blood supply to your what we call posterior circulation, the back part of your brain that is involved in maintaining balance. If you combine that with decreased vision as you age, that impacts the balance. Sometimes you're on a lot of medications that impacts balance. Having a lot of arthritis in your back also impacts your balance. Uh, loss of strength from spinal stenosis in your legs can impact your balance. But this is a big national issue that we need to really have a big national solution and one of the simplest solutions is doing balanced exercises every single day to reduce the risk of falls because they're they're psychologically devastating they're economically devastating and in that population we have to figure out a way to so does that mean standing on one foot for example putting our arms out to the side stand by a kitchen table and you can do a 15 count single leg stand on each leg. Maybe maybe just holding our two fingers to the desk. You just reduce, markedly reduce your risk of falls. But I mean, I can assure you if we get 180 year olds, they would have a tough time even standing on one leg for 10 count, much less 15 count. So start younger, correct? Keep doing it every day and, and build it up. And it's like brushing teeth. I mean, I think of, restoring balance or keeping your balance as brushing teeth. You brush your teeth daily to keep your teeth healthy. Just stand on one leg, 15 count every single day by a kitchen counter or something to maintain your balance. Something as simple as that can have a profound impact. This podcast is made possible in part by Greenwood Credit Union, which offers locally based full service banking where our focus is on you. To learn more, visit greenwoodcu.org. Let's talk about um, medical marijuana, CBD oil for back pain, over-the-counter and prescription drugs. What would you say about that? Over-the-counter prescription drugs for chronic back pain, unfortunately, have huge drawbacks. Anti-inflammatories, especially in the 65-plus age group, will cause increased risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, peptic ulcer disease, and especially in diabetics and anti-inflammatories are like a bad marriage. You, know, you could get all this kidney damage if you take it long-term. You know, opiates, I don't even have to go into opiates. It's a national epidemic of this whole opiate um, usage. And 
when I see people in chronic back pain, my number one goal is to make sure that they're really off prescription medications, especially opiates. And if they're on anti-inflammatories, they're only taking them in spurts. And this is where things like, uh, you know, curcumin, which is a turmeric extract can have a big impact on back pain. Um, you know, CBD taken orally can have a big impact on, on back pain. I mean, that data is not coming out. We actually did a study on ex-NFL players where CBD combined with the herb cebrium that helps with anxiety and pain had a profound impact on decreasing back pain. Um, you know, I mean, medical marijuana is a, is a big burgeoning industry now, although I'm not personally involved in it. I think there are doctors with medical marijuana licenses that claim that they have incredible impact on chronic back pain. Um, you know, I just worry about over-prescription of medical marijuana and the elderly, I mean, as it is, can cause confusion and all kinds of other issues. But, you know, probably a better option than heavy-dose opiates. Is a better option than medical marijuana, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then right. having and, the opiates. You know, yeah. Not yeah. in moderation okay. in the so, older age group. But CBD capsules, CBD topicals, the curcumin, the vitamin D, and just trying to be active. If you can't walk 30 minutes a day, do a stationary bicycle and then do the 15 count single leg stand. I mean, I have a lot of patients, 85, 90 year olds on a stationary bike 30 minutes daily. And after the bike is done, they do the single leg stands and they do these gentle wall push-ups to keep the bone strength intact in their upper arms. All right. Dr. Vaughn, last question and really an important one. What does the future hold in terms of lifestyle innovations, brain stimulation function, clothing, stem cell therapy, electronic stimulation, just a kind of a general broad brush of what you see the future bringing to us in terms of reducing lower back pain as we get older because we're living longer. People will live to over 100 um, easily in the next 10, 20, 30 years. I think the new generation, whether it's medications or medical foods or supplements, we're going to see are designed to decrease inflammation without causing side effects. And that decrease in inflammation will lead to decrease, a decrease in chronic inflammation will lead to decrease in uh, sort of wear and tear in the entire body, heart, brain, joints, low back. And I see the future bright for that. Um, you know, stem cell therapy, interdiscal stem cells especially hold a lot of promise to eliminate things like lumbar fusion. And those things are getting refined and, and hopefully one day insurance companies will start reimbursing for those, especially if they can afford fusion. Um, and, you know, I think, but, but, the, but the, at the core is good diet and daily exercise. I don't think that's going to change. I don't think we can take a magic uh, pill and just say, okay, I don't need to do anything else now. I think daily focus on good diet and exercising remains sort of the core for keeping back healthy and keeping mind and body healthy. Dr. Vad, it's been a pleasure to interview you today. Thank you so much. Positive Aging with Patricia Raskin is produced by Rhode Island PBS and made possible in part by South Coast Health, Cochlear, Greenwood Credit Union, 
Alabama companies and balancing life's issues. For more information, please visit ripbs.org slash positive aging.